1: Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here
0: we go, here we go, here we go, here
1: we go, here we go, here we go, this is it! This is Top Flight Time Machine, I'm Andy Lawson, pow pow pow.
2: I'm Sam Delaney, so what?
1: Uh, welcome along, this is Life Logistics again. Um, we're here to help in any way we can. And we rely on you to be in the shit, basically. Struggling, in trouble. Needing our assistance. I I
2: put it another way. We are relying on you to be alive. Because if you are alive, then you are embroiled in a struggle. And actually, life is a struggle. Mm. Doesn't mean that it's not good as well. There's joy all around us. We document the joy every day on this podcast. The joy, the small things in life. Whether that be a cup of tea, smashing up a bit of glass, mm-hmm. or just looking at a, at a bird, a winged bird. We don't use those kind of old-fashioned terms for women. Yeah, no. Right.
1: Although or, looking, or, at, a, or looking a at a woman.
2: A looking at a beautiful woman is nice. Yeah. But don't look for too long because it can be intimidating and inappropriate.
1: If you want to look anyway. for, for a long period of time, you know, ensconce yourself somewhere where she can't see you. No, that's not right.
2: No, 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 no. no! Just look at a picture.
1: I'm joking, obviously.
2: Right? If you want to look at a woman, just look at a picture of a woman. Like Susanna Hoff. Just get yourself a picture. Google Susanna Hoff and have a good old look. Right. Knock yourself out. Life is good, but also, for all of us, it is a struggle. You read a lot in the newspapers or, you know, you hear a lot about on social media about people who have really you know objectively awful things happening in their lives let's say they have a terminal illness or they are living in abject poverty you know or they're living in a country where they are being oppressed and their human rights are being denied or etc 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 or you know whatever the bad thing Or, or just people around you who like you know Perhaps you've got a mate who's split up with his missus and he can't see his kids. Something really horrible mm. like that. That's that's true. And then and then there's this phrase that goes around that's very prevalent nowadays, which is if you have a problem or something that's bothering you that is any way below the level of the things I just mentioned, you know, mm. like abject poverty, you're living on the street, you've got terminal cancer, you know, your your kids are heroin addicts, whatever, the kids, whatever. Yeah. Do you know what people say? Huh, first world problems. They well, do.
1: yeah.
2: Fuck first world problems, right? Because your problems are legitimate problems, and yeah. what you don't what you don't need is to be made to feel guilty about having problems that aren't necessarily the worst problems the big in ones. the world. Yeah. Right. Because you might have money in the bank. Right. You might have, you might be happily married. You might whatever you know. You might have a job you love. You might be healthy. But there still might be something that's troubling you emotionally or mentally, or it might be nothing. There might actually be nothing that you can put your finger on. Right. Nothing like tangible. But you just feel a bit miserable or very miserable and you don't know what it is. Right. But you don't want to talk about it because we live in a culture where people are really judgy. So on the one hand, you say people going, hey, guys, reach out reach out about your mental health. You've got to talk no. about it. But on the other hand, the same cunts will be going, huh, first world problems. I wish I had his exactly. problems. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, man, listen, your problems, do you know what? You might just be fucking knackered. Like, I remember what it was like, probably my drinking got bad, if I'm really honest, when I had two kids, both quite young. So you're never really sleeping, right? Mm. You're, you're exhausted all the fucking time. Plus you're trying to juggle that with at the time I was working flat out on three or four different jobs at once just because probably driven by the fact that, you know, you're sort of subliminally worried about money because you think fuck, I've got these two kids and a mortgage Mm. and all these things. Right. So you're overstretching yourself. You're absolutely fucking knackered. You, you know, you're not happy because you're tired and exhausted and, and anxious all the time. So you start drinking more and more to sort of numb that. And that's how you end up in a bad place. One of the problems, not a complete problem, but one of the issues is is that you don't want to talk about it because you think it's not that bad there's people with proper bad lives. yeah of course there's there's always someone worse off than you, but don't mm-hmm. feel guilty about your own problems. I've got mates and I see them they're just fucking they've got younger kids than me right, and they're younger than me. I've got mates who might be like five, ten years younger than me, and I can see I think, them struggling Jesus, I do
1: yeah I dog,
2: <laughs> well yeah, by accident, <laughs> do you know what I mean? I don't know. <laughs> But you you see they're struggling and they don't want to admit they're struggling. But you see they're just getting more in the in the tiny amount of spare time they have, hmm. right? Because they're just fucking either working or changing nappies or being up in the middle of the night, right? Yeah. The tiny fucking minute window of time they have, hmm. right? They're just getting fucking battered in it. And I yeah, because you you almost think well Do, I have to forget. To. I haven't got time to do it. Yeah. See, now me, the likes of me and you, we're men of leisure, right? Pretty much, it's yeah. easy. We preach just rest. It's fucking easy for us to just rest. Our yeah. kids look after themselves.
1: They're right? <laughs> <laughs> self-cleaning at this point. They're fucking
2: self-cleaning, right? And whatever. But the thing is you need to get some rest and you need to take your own problems seriously and don't let people make you feel like they're bullshit. They're not bullshit. If you're knackered, that's a big fucking issue, right? So, going back to the original point of this podcast,
1: I've forgot what the original point was. Where did this? If you are alive,
2: if you you said we're relying on you being in shit, what I'm saying is everyone's in shit in their own way. You're all facing challenges, right? We all are. Every day, there's a different challenge. You know, you have to pretend to be okay and like, oh, it's not a problem. It is a fucking problem, mate. But don't worry because you've got (laughs) us here to help. And me and Andy, we've seen the lot, and now we are men of leisure. we we've devote seen the our lot of life <laughs> we devote our life now to helping others, right yeah, so yeah,
1: get Preferably in touch. others who are alive
2: well, if you're dead, we can't help you, mate, and I, no. we've said this before. we have had a few emails from ghosts, right going, "Oh, dear Sam and Andy, I'm gutted because I'm died, I died yeah. <laughs> because I'm died, I died." In a fucking car accident in 1983, right mm. in um, in Coventry, and it's really gutted because I had loads of plans in my life, and now I, I just I walk the netherworld, and I still observe the the living mortal world, and I think, oh man, what I could be achieving now if I had the internet and a smartphone like all these alive cunts have got, and I'm like, we can't help you. We don't. We don't have many rules, but one of them is we no. don't do ghost problems
1: how's I, I I was, I was the ghost sent us an email then if he hasn't got a smartphone or the internet
2: he fucking said the ghost
1: ha- I'll tell you a little known fact Gmail was originally just for ghosts <laughs> ghost and it was mail such, that's what the G, G said yeah, so. yeah and it was such a success that they, they opened it out to the living as well Mm. uh, well
2: they try that's the beta version very often these tech um these tech entrepreneurs they go we'll we'll roll out the beta version just for ghosts and And that's how we'll test it and refine it yeah and then if it's good we'll put it to the mortals Mm -hmm. and uh it's also what they did with uber
1: it's a bit cynical isn't it because you yeah they did it with uber as well it's it's almost like tested on animals isn't it It you know what i mean so I don't know how I think.
2: Unfortunately, it is. ghosts don't have the same rights as mortal no, men. No,
1: I mean, that's something we could perhaps get behind on this podcast campaign for ghost to rights. A campaign to give
2: ghost rights, yeah, yeah. And I tell you where they're worse. In China, they treat their ghosts oh, God, appallingly. Yeah. yeah, you know, over a thousand ghosts are imprisoned every day in. China, in those little boxes that they had in Ghostbusters. You know, the tra- the ghost traps that they had yeah, in Ghostbusters. Yeah, they keep them in there, don't they? All <laughs> they switched got, up. They, yeah. they, the Chinese police carry them around.
1: And they let them out for one one hour a day exercise, but they've got them on chains. You know, d- ghosts don't always have chains. Some of them no. do. Some of them liked it. Like Jacob
2: Marley-style chains, yeah. Not,
1: yeah, but they all they have to have chains on when they're exercising mm. in the, uh, the ghost prison yards in China. And they don't mm. like it, a lot of them. well uh, Well, you wouldn't
2: would you I mean one of the biggest benefits of being a ghost on the one hand you're absolutely fucking gutted that you're dead but on the other hand you think well at least I'm free because a ghost can go it can walk through walls it can go back it's it's, it's mainly invisible or at least they can be invisible if they choose and there's there's a lot of freedom in being a ghost and you don't have bills or admin to worry about much if you're a ghost either that's true
1: That's true. And And so that's like the
2: the one upside is that complete sense of freedom. And then, if you're a ghost unlucky enough to be living under the brutal Chinese regime, Mm -hmm. you're fucking imprisoned in a ghost trap.
1: In a ghost box. Mm. So,
2: anyway, one day maybe we would like to help you with ghost problems, but for now, afraid it's not allowed.
1: Um, We've digressed slightly there, haven't we?
2: Yeah, life logistics, blocked toilet. This is actually, and I don't know what you're feeling is on this, this is when someone else gets in touch with a solution themselves. Right. see what you think.
1: We'll we'll have it. See what we think, yeah.
2: Dennis Wilkinson says, Hello, cunts. The missus and stepdaughter blocked the toilet first week of lockdown. (laughs) Really indiscreet of him saying that it was his missus and stepdaughter. Could he just say the the toilet got blocked?
1: People who are known to me.
2: He shouldn't grass. I mean, because women in particular, I'm not being sexist, but they really don't like you talking about their toilet habits, right? So you should have just said some some associates of mine. Or you could have just said the toilet got blocked. That was enough. Yeah. Anyway, he says, obviously, there was no plumbers available because it was lockdown. I did the bucket removal, then flush technique, but it wouldn't budge. I then used a mop to create a kind of plunger vortex to get the mm-hmm. waste pipe trap moving inside the outflow. He's using technical terms there to show off. Mm-hmm. It worked to treat. Yours in condition Now, we had another email like that, which I can't find right now, um, which was similar. He's, it was someone saying, this person said put a black bin liner over yeah. the mop head, I yeah. suppose if for nothing else, just to stop all the shit getting Protects into your, your mop, mop.
1: Getting entangled in your mop. And it, it's like yeah? a
2: jumbo plunger and all, right. and, and it's got a longer stick so there's less chance of your hand getting in the shitty water
1: that's
2: good that use a plunger. and that is re- I'm grateful because if it happens to get in my toilet which I've got a strong wing it well I think that my toilet's got a problem with it then I'll go straight for the mop because the plunger well it wasn't a nice experience it was a huge sense of satisfaction once I'd fixed it but it wasn't yeah. pleasant so that was quite good that's a good bit, okay. of, um, good bit of solid advice there
1: I've got one here, uh, mm. James Bloodworth, uh, future cat admin. He says, you may remember me as that cunt who <coughs> didn't own the lawn at his new house. Yeah, I remember right. that, yeah. And also got a shelf stuck in his cupboard. Yeah, I remember that as well. <laughs> fucking hell, James. Got all going on, haven't you? Um, yeah, no, anyway, James, he says... Your life's
2: I, a mess, mate. Fuck's <laughs> <laughs> it. I don't, you might be a lost course. We might not be able to help you the amount of fucking problems you got, mate.
1: He says, anyway, anyway my, my good wife-to-be and me are big cat fans, and we're looking to yeah. get one soonish. I'm not sure you Good. should be allowed to look after no. a, a living object. I, know.
2: Yeah, I, I doubt you're going to you're gonna struggle to get a cat licence of the DVLA you in Swansea. You've
1: got to try your toilet with it or something.
2: You've got to go to Swansea or send off to Swansea yeah. to the DVLA because they're the ones who clear you to own a cat. They
1: do cars and, and cats. It, you've yeah. got to
2: get the cat taxed as well.
1: Yeah.
2: Right? You've
1: got to get it tested once a year. MLT. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And if if your cat is seen out and about without a tax disc, they will they are within their rights to just pick that cat up and take it off to the fucking It'll, cat pound. And
1: you've got to watch them because like they like to lick a tax disc soft, don't they? <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, that's why I got one tattooed onto my cat, and I just get the date done over every year.
1: <laughs> he says we've both moved a significant distance from our families, and we haven't really got many friends here. Thanks, COVID. Yeah, of course, whatever. Of course, it's COVID's fault, isn't it, Jim? Um, so when we visit said families for the weekend, Christmases, etc., what do we do with the cat if nobody we know well is nobody we know well is near enough to feed it? I don't know. Not do well, do you, actually there's there's cats sitting services everywhere. Basically, it's a big look thing.
2: And dog, yeah, They're, yeah. Uh, but do you do you want to do that? You could do the Castellani technique and put your cat in a cat in kennel yeah. for the week. I mean. Bear in mind, you'll know this if you're a regular listener, but my brother did that with his dog, even though he wasn't away. It was just because his wife went away, and he Mm. basically couldn't be bothered looking after the dog while his wife was away. So he put it in kennels so he could have a Chinese and co-op wine every night in peace.
1: Yeah. Um, You can also get um, timed feeding things, where you put the meat into uh, into this this little box, like a ghost box, a ghost Mm. trap almost, and it's got a timer on it. And I think it goes up to 48 hours, and then it'll spring open at the time of your choice. Yeah, I love
2: that. I'd love Probably that just for myself. It, yeah. it would be a good way of dieting, and stop me snacking between meals, which is a big problem <laughs> <Yeah>. for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, get I one of them. I do like to snack between meals. It would be much better if I had a timed bowl on the floor with my own food in.
1: Yeah, get get one of them for weekends, Christmas, whatever get someone to come round and we, the we only problem I is to, I went to Florida for two weeks in 2014 and we employed a, a man to come round and mm. look after the cat and feed him and chat with him and that went well yeah
2: so, the thing know. is you do need the bowl the problem with the bowl is the cat does need emotional support Um a lot of them do anyway I mean my cat fucking we now pay a girl from around the corner who's a friend of my daughter's she's mm. 13 she'll come in and feed the cat every day. Yeah. How much do you pay? I don't know. My wife just leaves us some All cash. Right. Like I think for for a week she got twenty quid.
1: That's reasonable.
2: It's reasonable. She's you know she lives really near, like mm. two minutes walk. Um. So it's an easy. She's thirteen. It's an easy twenty quid, isn't it? Yeah, of course. And um, you know you got to think to each other. I do trust her. <clears throat> uh, My mum, uh, mum. This uh,
1: this, hang on, this is a good method for James to kill two birds with one stone and get himself a cat feeder. And possibly make some friends. All he has to Not, do is knock, Don't make
2: friends with a thirteen year old girl. No no, though. he's got just oh. knock
1: on some doors nearby and ask if they've got a teenage girl living there. <laughs> yeah, that I'm should I'm you in fine. the area and I'm looking for a teenage girl. Oh, I am James. <laughs>
2: talking of accidentally behaving like a nonce um That's another topic. To- that happened to me and my mate like well you get to a certain age and you do have to be you you become quite paranoid you think oh yeah. I might look like a yeah. nonce an right and you just quickly have to like get out of places like the the um the, we were we we went for a, me and my mate we went for a walk in an area not that far from me called St Margaret's I don't know I'm this already, the area
1: this is already grim
2: I know, it's weird that we went for a walk in itself. We went for a... He's he's just got back from living abroad for years. So we went for lunch at the pub. Mm. This is last Saturday. And then afterwards, I said, we sort of went for a walk, which is a weird thing to do. We just fucking did it. We walked by the river. Weird at all. And then we walked... I mean, I go walking a lot on my own or with my wife. Mm. Or sometimes I go on hiking holidays, which feels more manly with my cousin. Mm. But this was just... Should we go for a walk by the river? Hmm. So we went for a walk. We crossed the bridge Together. into this area and we didn't know that well, and we were walking down High Street, and we saw this shop right, and it was called, I think it's called something like Dolphin House, and it was the shop that in all of West London, right, stretching hmm. right back to when I was at school, even I think when my brothers were at school in the seventies, even there was this one shop that sells all the uniforms to every fucking school oh, in West yeah, London yeah. and We've South got West one London, of them, right? Called
1: L- Little gems. Little
2: gems. Well, the this one gems. I think is called Dolphin House. I think that's what it's called. Anyway, we're walking along <coughs> and we fucking both, see they it. They both
1: actually sound like what they could be code names for paedophile groups, don't they?
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we saw, we saw it in this area called St Margaret's and we didn't think it was. I, I went, went, fucking hell, look at that. That's that school uniform shop. That's where we used to get our uniform from. And he went, yeah, I'm sure it didn't used to be here, though. And I said, yeah, I thought it was somewhere else. Oh, let's have, and have a look, right? I don't right. know why. And we what? strolled over to it for nostalgic purposes and we literally yeah. cupped our hands and peered through the window, right? All right. And then there was these two mums upside and I said, Yeah, this must have recently moved in. They started getting involved in our conversation and go, No, it's been here for years. And I was like, Oh, not when we used to come here, we're really old, like that. So we got into a little bit of banter with some mums. Yeah. And then I'm bantering more with the mums, and then my mate's just gone to me saying we ought to get going. And I said, what do you mean? He goes, we've got to get going. So I thought, oh, he doesn't like me bantering with these mums. Maybe he thinks it's I'm inappropriate and I'm being flirtatious with these mums. Yeah. So I thought, weird. All right, let's it get going. Too. And he went, he went, mate, you want it weren't the mums, you dickhead. He went, it's I suddenly caught the fact that we're two forty-five year old men hanging around just before school term starts, outside <laughs> the fucking school outfitters. <laughs> and I was like and he went and peering through the window and we haven't got any kids with us and when yeah. someone asks us what we're doing we just go oh we're just looking because this is where we used to get
1: our school uniform from <laughs> we're taking a a little walk it's, down memory lane <laughs> it was just two fellas out for a stroll together Hello,
2: <laughs> exactly I mean I'm not even exaggerating <laughs> that was proper accidental nonsense hashtag accidental nonce So we had to fucking hightail it out of there. We were back over the bridge and home straight
0: away, mate. Jalapeño. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass." So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Jalapeño. Have you got any
1: accidental nonsense sin Give us a call. 0845
2: Every bloke over 40 has had an accidental non-sin incident <laughs> at least once in the last month. I mean, lockdown was good because you didn't accidentally keep peeing a nonce.
1: I can't think of any off the top of my head, but there must have been some. I'll, I'll get back to you on that. I'll look out for future ones as well.
2: Well, I was I was meeting another mate in the park to go running. And <laughs> listen, okay. I've got a bad back, right?
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, lower back. So before I run, I have to do a physio-prescribed stretching routine yeah. to limit the danger to my back and i really do try to do it consistently because since i've started doing it it's one of those things it's like flossing your teeth or one of those annoying things you think oh people do. i can't always be bothered doing it but i've st- i've really had to stick to it cuz if not my back but unfortunately one of the things i have to do in this routine is lie flat on my back and do hip raises 20
1: Ooh. yeah
2: where you lift your ass and you thrust your effectively you thrust your crotch skywards mm-hmm. You hold it, hold yeah. it there for two seconds, and then slowly lower. Yeah. Complete control the over your buttocks. My mate turned up right, and he went, "What the fuck are you doing here?" <laughs> and I went, it's, "I said I know, mate, but it's like I said, it's my warm up routine. If I don't, I just got I'm stiff for like two days off." But he went, "Yeah, but have a look at where you're fucking doing it." And he goes, and he pointed out, "There's like one one person in the park, right? <laughs> Quite a young woman." Not a girl, but a youngish woman just sitting minding her own business reading a book. And she was far away, which is why I hadn't her. But he did point out that I was directly in her eyeline, so even though it was like, say, 100 yards away. There was no one else in the park, and I had chosen to do my penis thrusting directly yeah. in her eyeline. So again, I just got up and fucking... Well, luckily, we were there for a run, so I was literally able to get up and just run away. Which you would do anyway if you were a criminal. I wanted to go and say sorry yeah. I'm, and explain to her. Me. I mean, I could it get a letter from my physio worse, to prove Sam. it.
1: That would have made it significantly worse if you'd done that.
2: I might get a letter and carry it around with me from the physio, yeah. saying this bloke has been instructed by a medical professional yeah. to thrust his hips skywards twenty times 20 before any run.
1: To try and fuck the clouds before he go <laughs> do, through a run. You've got to do a bit
2: of cloud fucking... <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, have you seen this one? Have you seen this? We had some great life logistics <laughs> last week about... What? We had what? some great life logistics <laughs> about where to put your arms during sleep.
1: Yeah.
2: Which is one of my favourite ever questions, because it's something that I've struggled yeah. with my whole adult life. Uh, Never thought about when I was a kid. the Naseke.
1: existence of a, a Japanese slotted mattress, didn't we?
2: A cu- cuddle mattress, it's called, yeah. yeah. So I've been looking into those, but... As, I mean, we've both got fucking high-class mattresses. You've got a Premier in one, haven't you?
1: No, no, I've got... Um, it, mine's... Um, I forgot the name of it now. Otty, I think it is.
2: Oh, I thought you got a Premier Inn. No, thought I thought you at getting the
1: Premier oh. No, no, they, they'd sold out at the time. I couldn't get one, so I did a bit more research, and I went for the Otty. O-T-T-Y. And someone emailed us and said that they bought one as well, and they thanked me for it. So, the actual life logistics... In effect,
2: Yeah, uh, some people have been in touch with me about um, my uh, suggestion of the memory pillow from John Lewis. Mm. Few people have bought those and Mm. they have not fucking looked back. So it's like, if you get the Aussie mattress as recommended by Andy Dawson and the John Lewis memory foam pillow as recommended by me, fucking trust me, you are going to have the sleep of your fucking life. It'll change your life.
1: Well, I have got the Yachty memory foam pillows with the mattress, but I've got oh. to say, I've got to say, I find them a bit hard. Well, they're not very—they're not as unyielding as I thought. they would got you do get different—you
2: you get different levels, you know. Like if not you with just, this one, well, you, not with
1: you the know. Yachty, They just say, yeah, uh, yeah there's a pillow as that. well.
2: We'll chuck get, a pillow in get as get well. Your
1: fucking laughing gear around that, you cunt. Yeah.
2: Sweet
1: now, dreams. have you seen this?
2: Have you seen this email about trying to make friends? Let's see if I can find it somewhere. No, no, but That's not James
1: Bloodworth again, is it?
2: No, it's not. Is it? But well, it's there's, there's a there's a diff there's it's an overlap because it's um it's a really similar story. Ah, oh, where is it? Fuck's sake! I had it all lined up. All right, I'm going to keep looking. In the meantime, snoring wife, Michael Fryer says, building on the recent conversations about sleep issues, I wanted to ask your advice on the delicate matter of my good wife snoring. In fairness to her, she is six months pregnant and she doesn't normally snore. I'm 46 mm-hmm. and we have a six-year-old daughter already. As you can imagine, my opportunities mm-hmm. to just rest a few and far between. This is that's a coincidence. Mm-hmm. Cosmos getting involved Dick. because I was talking about this at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, a decent nice sleep is huge important it is and I miss it desperately earplugs haven't helped I've temporarily relocated to the sofa on some nights with a new baby the way I need to find a way to recharge depleted batteries as I currently exist in a constant state of functional exhaustion wow I hadn't actually read this before we started this podcast so it is Mm. actually a big coincidence this has come up because this is what I'm talking about uh, all advice and suggestions are most welcome. Yeah, uh, operating in a state of functional exhaustion is common, and it's massive. This is from Michael, who lives in San Diego.
1: Ooh, glamorous, exotic.
2: Um, well, mate, if you'd asked me this question seven years ago, six years ago, I would have said, "Simple, mate. Get on the iron filings. That'll see you through. <laughs> That'll see you through the daytime hours when you're feeling a bit like." Functionally Short exhausted. Term, yeah. Um and offset it in case you get a bit too kind of high octane, mm-hmm. offset it by just drinking a lot in daytime hours. Mm-hmm. Take the mm-hmm. edge off the iron violence Level perfect. A bit, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. the way to sort it out. Now I, mean, I would say
1: I would no. I've got some sympathy with Michael, but I haven't got a hundred percent sympathy with him. I would say here what 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 I say to people usually that have got kids i said this to my brother because they had a third kid last year and for me the third kid is when everything just goes to shit mm. i said look you've got three kids you've got a new baby you are living in a permanent state of emergency and you yeah. just need to acknowledge that and with that. exactly, live with right. that. exactly it acknowledge, will, it, acknowledge it acknowledge the will, reality of your yeah, problems em- embrace it because you know mm. it, it will pass but for now you're in a state of emergency um Fucking up, Michael. War you, white... you could
2: call it a war footing a war
1: footing exactly Michael mm. you, your missus is six months pregnant she's about to shit a, a human out of her tummy mm-hmm. in a few months for you mm. do you know what I mean so mm. you know she's not exactly living the life of roses either Um, I, I'd just say you've just got to, I don't know just, just deal with it <laughs> well
2: I think the first step is just facing up to it and like Andy says you know You are on a war footing, mate. It's fucking hard. And it's going to get harder. Mm -hmm. So you've got to treat yourself well. And you start that by acknowledging it. People will go, hey, man, we all have kids. And it's almost like because everyone does it, no one should complain about it. But everyone who does it, right, especially if you try to do it properly. Look, I'll be honest. There's loads of fucking lazy dads out there, right? Mm. There is. Let's just be honest, right? There's loads of dads who just think, oh, that's for the missus to do. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Or they get, if they're rich, they get fucking, they pay someone to come and look after their kid because they can't be fucked doing it themselves, right? And they just don't, they try to swerve it all, right? Mm. Some dad, like my dad, just fucked off. He had four kids. (laughs) He was like, fuck this, right? Sometimes (laughs) I think, yeah, well, sort of can point of view. (laughs) I
1: could see where he was coming from. Yeah. He's (laughs) only four
2: fucking kids, right? And he's like, so he's up off. so there are, but if you're trying to do it properly, which I reckon you are, right, that's mm-hmm. why you're getting, because some people wouldn't even acknowledge it as a problem, they're just sort of like, just say, well, that's for her, I'm getting in another room, I'm going to have a mm-hmm. separate bedroom, I'm going to pay a fucking nanny to look after them and wipe their asses. I might once in a while take them to the movies, but that's an easy thing to do, mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're going to try and do it properly and give them a lot of your time and attention and love mm-hmm. on a daily basis, it's going to be exhausting. And what that means is you've got to understand that what you're doing is fucking tough. doesn't matter if everyone else has done yeah, it. it is. It's, it's fucking terrific. hard. Yeah. But you're doing something really good. And just try to um, not criticise yourself. And also, when you do have time to yourself or, or if you can make time for yourself, fucking rest up, eat properly,
1: mm-hmm.
2: sleep properly, don't get too pissed up because it just fucking makes it so much harder.
1: I mean, if, when if sleeping hungover. on the sofa's working for him, you know, talk to his wife and say, "Look, I'm not, I'm not sleeping. I'm not at my best. I'm going to have to sleep on the sofa more often." You know, I'm yeah. sure she'll understand. If she's a good wife, and you know, do that. Yeah. Do whatever. You develop your techniques to, to get the best out of the, whatever sleep we talk, you can get. We
2: have talked a lot, haven't we? About you know, I mean, I've I've said that I think that it's um, part of the patriarchy, the whole sleeping, sharing a bed with your exactly, missus anyway. Yeah. I think it's a conspiracy <clears throat> by if, men if to Michael's, try and control if, women.
1: If Michael's wife was, let's say, a bee, she wouldn't entertain the idea of him sleeping in the same bed as her while she's pregnant, would she? She'd well, be the queen let's bee. Let's look at the animal kingdom. you would have to fuck off.
2: In what fucking other species other than humans do the, the mates go to bed together at night? Doesn't happen. Don't think so. You look oh. at Attenborough, right? I don't, I don't know what his marital setup is. <laughs> right? <laughs> I dread to think. Maybe he takes all of his fucking the, all the templates for his marriage from the animal kingdom. But
1: what just goes if, around fucking people in the woods? If you look, if you look
2: at his <laughs> programs, you will see parents who stick together, like in, amongst the lion community, right? Mm-hmm. There's a, the mum and dad. They have the cubs, but they still stay together and they operate as a family, right? Yeah. But you don't see them cozying up at night.
1: No, of course you don't. In pajamas, a little nightgown, and a little one of them little hats.
2: Putting the kids, putting the cubs to bed, and Blow, then going out a, the candle, humping behind a fucking bush, and then yeah. spooning.
1: It's quite the gun.
2: They don't. They love each other, <laughs> but they can express their love in in more intelligent ways than just like... Right, you know, you get couples, they hate each other, they spend no time together, they never make each other laugh or have any, like, simulating conversations or anything like that, but it doesn't matter, because at night they go into the same room and sleep on the same mattress under the same cover. And that is really the only measurement of love that matters, there, there, is it not?
1: Mutual loathing.
2: <laughs> Thou shalt lie beneath the same cover
1: as <laughs> thine husband. <laughs> That is the covenant of marriage. (laughs) I've just looked, and um, Attenborough's wife died in 1997.
2: So I'm really sorry to hear that. He's been a widower. He's never taken another wife.
1: It doesn't appear that he has. Perhaps he's just, you know, played the field a bit.
2: Been on the circuit, hasn't he? On the singles circuit. Ah, don't worry about me. I've been I've been touring all the singles bars ever since. (laughs) Well, not ever since. Obviously, it took me a a year or so. A year or so to get back out there, so to speak. But when I did, I just started going to all the singles bars and it's amazing the people you meet in them.
1: There's this there's this circuit of singles documentaries. Nature <laughs> documentaries that are made just by single people who are looking to hook up. So I made a few of them. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah it's great No, the single scene I've got to say I don't bother so much with the apps that's more for the kiddies you know
1: yeah. well he's had uh, he had a double knee replacement in 2015 so let, he hasn't exactly been inactive let's put it yeah. that way
2: that didn't fucking help but Fucked I tell your knees you,
1: off didn't
2: I <laughs> when you're fucking spending as much time on your knees as I am and I'll leave it to your imagination as to why <laughs> you'll, you'll do him some fucking damage
1: <laughs> fuck my knees clean off <laughs> I get a couple of new ones fitted.
2: Uh, oh, I got a lovely... Uh, remember that, got a remember li-
1: that series I did in 2005? Life in the Undergrowth? Yeah, that's where it happened. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, carry on.
2: You get some wit, yeah. Some of the single lasses, especially the older ones, you know, who are the ones <laughs> who, are, I mean, I've, believe me, I've had all ages, right? But... The older lasses, not as old as me, obviously, but I tend to pick up a lot of forty-something divorcees who kept themselves in shape. Do you know what I mean? So they've 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 split up, but they've taken a slice of hubby's money, right? And they're they're living good lives. They've got the personal traits. they do the yoga, they do the tennis, Looking after so themselves, yeah. They're in the voice. They really looked after themselves, yeah. But they've got a honk. They've got catching up to do because they spent all their like twenties and thirties and that married, right? So they want to try all sorts,
1: <laughs> and they
2: see me, and they know what line of work I'm in. That I'm very familiar with the uh, behaviour of beasts, the
1: sexual act,
2: <laughs> beasts and creatures. I, so I've got I, a million and one different ideas I've picked up <laughs> from the animal kingdom. You know, and not just not just land mammals, but insects, birds, uh, fish. And, yeah, and you've seen the ones I've done about under the ocean. Blue Planet, <laughs> I think it were called. <laughs> you see what uh, they are up to. I'll
1: tell you that, it's a very Blue Planet, madam, if you know what I mean.
2: <laughs> I said I said to the, my, my, my producer at the BBC, I said, next up, I want to make a blue movie. <laughs> I don't think he quite understood what I meant. Next thing I know, fucking six months in Australia filming with underwater fucking cameras.
1: I Have we not done this before? Right at the start of this podcast, at the start years ago, we did something with Attenborough, just doing uh, dirty movies. Just dirty movies. I'm sure sounds, we Sounds
2: sounds like sort of thing. Yeah. I mean, I'm in sure the end, we did. We'd do everything again. Listen yeah. to this from. You know how you get sexy names? I was asking my oh. wife about this earlier because I read her out that email about me getting together with this Michelle person from that bloke's dream.
1: Oh yeah, read oh, you a, read that out read, to your wife?
2: I, yeah, she was livid about it.
1: I'll bet she I was.
2: Said, I said, take it out with this bloke. It was his dream, not mine. Yeah. And she was like, yeah, but you seem keen on this Michelle character. <laughs> and I said, but Michelle's quite a sexy name, isn't it? <laughs> and then I said, sure, what do you mean sexy name? I said, well, you get sexy names. You must get that. There were female sexy names. There were probably male sexy names too. Um, and um, she said, I don't know what you're one. talking about. Vicky well,
1: Michelle from Allo Allo.
2: Oh, is exactly. that Yeah. But you know there are some names like me and my mates used to work in a call centre mm. and it was really boring but how we used to liven it up was we'd look at our list of names at the beginning of the day that we'd been given yeah. and we'd say to each other got any uh, fit names today? Pick out the sexy ones. Yeah. And you'd be like oh yeah there's some, I've got some pretty decent sounding names yeah. on my list. So <laughs> You read out those that you thought <laughs> sounded like sexy women. Anyway try this one on for size. This is mm. a message from a she hunter on Patreon mm-hmm. by the name of Salma Chistador.
1: Oh, exotic. Salma
2: Chistador shares a first name with possibly the sexiest woman in the world, Salma Hayek. Yep. yep. And Chistador, well, sounds a bit like kissed a door or kissed a Kiss whore.
1: Chistador? <laughs>
2: like that song by Katy Perry, I kissed a whore and I liked it. <laughs> anyway, Salma Chistador, congratulations on your sexy name. Here's her message. <coughs> Hola, uh, cabronis. Sexy mm-hmm. opening, too. I have a few quids knocking about after lockdown, so I splashed out on an IFS subscription. Well done.
1: Yeah.
2: My mum, who's 70, listens to you as well. And when I told her I'm IFS, she said, you're a countress now, love. Yes. Hey. <laughs> Keep it cunty, Salma the Country's Christador. Salma, brilliant. Thank you for signing up to the IFS. And Salma's mum. Wo- hello. Well done on your on your name but fucking Salma's mum 70 year old woman who yep. is fucking totally plugged into the TFTM world
1: yep. I, do, are you an older cuntress get in touch
2: <laughs> <laughs> if you are a widow most the better but whatever
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, I think we need to leave it there So I don't think there's anyone okay. else we can go yeah. uh, basically so thanks for everyone who contributed problems hope we helped I think we helped a lot this time.
2: I think we really helped a lot today. I
1: think we definitely helped ourselves, haven't we? Uh, Take the FN Dickheads. See you, cunts.